Welcome to the Burnout Recovery Podcast, a guiding resource dedicated to healthcare professionals on their journey to overcoming burnout. Spearheaded by Dr. Joe Braid, a certified professional coach and rehabilitation physician. This podcast offers practical strategies through expert interviews and personal resilience stories, providing invaluable tools for navigating professional challenges while prioritizing well-being. Regardless of your role in healthcare, this podcast acknowledges the toll of your work on your overall health and is committed to supporting your recovery from burnout and fostering a fulfilling, sustainable career. So, if you're ready to begin a transformative journey, join us for each new episode. Together, we'll navigate challenges, celebrate successes, and build a supportive community of healthcare professionals. Hello and welcome back to the Burnout Recovery Podcast. I'm so delighted you are here today. Today, I'm going to talk about a really specific symptom, so something you might notice in yourself or somebody around you in burnout, and it is a less commonly known one. It is not one of the top three that were found by Maslach et al. in the 70s. Today, we are talking about insularity. So the most common symptoms are emotional exhaustion, cynicism, particularly towards the workplace, and decreased productivity, how you perceive your productivity is. The other lesser known fifth symptom is cognitive dysfunction. So things like memory issues, forgetting where you put your car in the parking lot. Anybody ever done that before? So let's zone in on insularity. How do we define it? As per a dictionary, it says it's the state or condition of being detached or isolated. You can hear there's that uh, word within insularity, um, like the insular peninsula. Anybody ever heard about that for certain parts of Sydney? Um, it's it's like being um, an island. You're sort of separate to others. It can be relating to a very narrow field of focus. And I'm going to give you some describing examples of what patients have relayed to me are symptoms um, of insularity that they've noticed in themselves as their burnout uh, has progressed. I got smaller and smaller. I am an extrovert and used to love talking to people, but over time I noticed if people weren't reaching out, I wouldn't follow it up. I noticed I got more exhausted from social events than I used to. I noticed I didn't want to go to public places to exercise, like the gym or the pool. I wanted to exercise, but I was really selective as to where. I would prefer going for a walk around my local area. So insularity can be like a lack of pleasure or a general lack of interest in the world around you. There's another symptom called social withdrawal, and I think there's quite a lot of overlap there there between insularity and social withdrawal. So we've been through the pandemic recently. I mean, it's not that long ago that things started to get normal. It was only September this year, September 2023, that we took off masks in the hospital, and that felt really different for quite a few clinics for me. Um, Social interactions were really challenged during lockdowns. We were communicating through screens. Uh, We had physical distancing measures between us. Uh, There were sometimes limited time frames that you could actually catch up with people. And we know that burnout um, has been much more recognized and increased um, in numbers identified sort of through the pandemic 
um, such that at least 30% of employees will experience burnout in their careers. And we know that those figures are much higher for people in healthcare, such as doctors, nurses, pharmacists, allied health professionals, as well as teachers, dentists, lawyers, and other professions. In medicine, we know it's um, easily above 50%, sometimes in the mid-60s. So, I want to give you three strategies that you could employ to address your insularity because that's how I work with my clients in um, a burnout recovery program. We address the most common symptoms that they are noticing um, in a very uh, wholehearted way, I guess you could say. Here's uh, three strategies I would invite you to use in the lead up to the silly season. This is why I am releasing this podcast episode at the start of December, because it may well be helpful as there are more social events. There are situations where you will be in a social scenario with somebody and it may be really uncomfortable for you if you are in a phase of burnout at present. First of all, notice what are the situations that you're repelled by? What are the situations you don't want to go to? Where do you find you easily get exhausted from a generally a social situation? It sure can be the workplace too. I'd invite you to grow your self-awareness in this area first. What used to be a pleasure but now is no longer the same. Secondly, address the things that you feel threatened by. So your body and brain is trying to protect you and keep you safe. So that feeling of I'm feeling threatened is where your, um, your brain is saying, don't go there. That's not a good idea. We want you to stay safe. We want to keep you alive. So how can you set a boundary maybe to a social event over the silly season? Here's a suggestion. Support yourself to feel safe by committing to showing up for 30 minutes at the event rather than an unknown duration of two, four hours that you really feel a lot of stress around. Do some breathing exercises to support yourself. This is really calming for our nervous systems. Look up how to do box breathing. Maybe there are personalities in your family or there are friends who expect you to show up in a certain way. How can you be comfortable showing up authentically as yourself? No masks needed. You showing up as you. You're not in the workplace with one identity on. You are not in another role where you may have another identity. You are showing up genuinely as you. What do you want to be thinking about trusting yourself with before you go into the next social situation? Again, how can you reflect on processing how the event went? So this is growing your self-awareness around a strategy you have used going into that social event. Evaluate how it went from a place of curiosity and compassion. And thirdly, I invite you to seek out the things that bring you joy. When someone is experiencing insularity, they are noticing there's less uh, pleasure around them. They're not seeking um, the wide range of things that they might, might have enjoyed before. One of my clients said she loves to microdose with awe on walks around her neighborhood. What are those things that you're looking out for that you love to see? Who's a friend you love to be in the company of and cherish the moments with? How can you connect with them? Does movement 
outside bring you joy? Today is a short and sweet episode all about insularity, one of the less commonly known symptoms of burnout um, in the publication by Dr. Gabriella Tavella from the University of New South Wales on her PhD research that she was doing, surveying um, over 600 people. She identified these two additional symptoms um, that people in burnout commonly have. Those two symptoms are insularity and cognitive dysfunction. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you and you've got some strategies on how you could navigate the silly season if you're finding insularity as a symptom that resonates with you. As ever, if you're looking to kick off 2024 with achieving those goals that you want to achieve, less overwhelm on your everyday, enjoying your life that's professional and personal, cherishing and renewing those connections with those who are really important to you, reach out for a burnout recovery session with me. It's a 25-minute phone video call over Zoom, completely free, and it's a no-obligation call to see if we're a good fit for working together for my 12-session burnout recovery program. I'd love to meet you. That's all for now. Take care and have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Burnout Recovery Podcast. If there's someone in your world who would also benefit from this, please share it with them. Remember, you are not alone and there is hope for a brighter, more fulfilling future. Let's continue this journey together one episode at a time. For more resources, including how to move from dread to delight, head to drjoebraid.com.